Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The pursuit for food has taken us into the wilderness, across rivers and atop mountains. These journeys have connected us to the wild. It is this connection that allows us to experience the wild places this world has to offer in search of both wild game and adventure. My name is Jamie Cameron, and this is my adventure for food. I live in western North Carolina, but my story takes place on the other end of the state, on the coastal plain. And I think it's important for you to know that Eastern North Carolina is black bear country, big ones. Uh, the densities of black bears are high, especially in the area where I was hunting. And the biggest bears in the world, some of them approaching six and 700 pounds, live out there. In fact, every fall, hunters harvest several North Carolina bears that push close to or exceed 700 pounds. It's also important for the purpose of this story for you to know that the State Wildlife Commission maintains some areas where bears are protected. Pocosin Lakes National Wildlife Refuge is one of those places. It's called a bear sanctuary. You can't kill or harass bears. There's no hunting of bears. Um, and if you do end up in these bear sanctuaries, it's hands-off bears no matter what, or you're going to face the full weight of the federal government and all the penalties that come with it. Pocosin Lakes National Wildlife Refuge is also where my hunting buddies and I used to pit in for and usually draw special lottery hunts for white-tailed deer. While those three-day deer hunts were filled with success, plenty of deer around, it was also quite common to see bears, several in a day, sometimes more than deer, and sometimes you'd have interactions with them. The black bears of Pocosin Lakes National Wildlife Refuge were habituated to deer hunters and were known to come running towards gunfire looking to steal an easy meal. I'm not kidding when I say that I've had wandering black bears see me sitting in a tree and sit down at the base of the tree like a pet dog waiting for me to shoot a deer. 
My story starts on October 25th, 2011, sitting in a tree stand in a pine tree thicket for the afternoon sit. It was about 4 p.m. I'd only been in the tree for about an hour when I caught motion coming through the thick stuff. In my binoculars, I could make out the deer's legs walking around, and I got myself ready. About five minutes later, a nice doe stepped into an opening about 35 yards away. When I shot, she dropped, and I thought to myself, this is perfect. There's two and a half more hours of daylight. I've got a deer down. It's in view, so I don't have to track it. And there's plenty of time left for something else to happen. I was hunting with uh, one of those break-open, single-shot, slug-barreled shotguns. So I cracked it open, dropped another slug in there, and settled in to wait. It didn't take long. Uh, just three minutes after I would shot, I could hear something else walking in the leaf litter. And I thought to myself, this isn't going to be good. I said, it's way too soon to be another deer. And even though I already knew what it was going to be, I still couldn't believe my eyes when I watched that she-bear stride in with total confidence, reach over and snatch my doe by the neck. And I said, all right, this hunt is over. Then I started yelling at the bear. I said, hey, hey bear, get on out of here. Get back, leave it. At this point in my story, I should probably just go ahead and say that anytime I reference the fact that I am talking to this bear, you can assume that there's a lot of profanity, but I'm not going to use it here. You can just use your imagination. Well, with all this yelling and profanity, the bear just looked up at me, and uh, she calmly leaned over and started to drag my doe. I tried yelling again. Didn't work. So I figured I'd try shooting. I put the crosshairs about two feet in front of her, and I let one fly. Mud splattered up on her face. And she dropped the deer. She looked around for a second and she kind of shuffled back a few feet. I took that opportunity to start hustling down the tree from my climber. I got about halfway down and uh, I looked over at the deer and sure enough she was back on it. So I started yelling again. Not really to any effect. I loaded another round and I shot a tree about a foot or so to her right. She dropped the deer again and backed off and I kept on going down. And by the time I reached the base of the tree, I couldn't see the deer, I couldn't see the bear, but I could hear it dragging my deer off into the brush. I only had one slug left, which I loaded, and off I went in hot pursuit. I could hear her off in the distance crashing through the forest, but the thorns and grapevines kept me at what seemed to be a snail's pace. Finally, I broke through and had some room to run, so I took off in the direction of the noise and quickly came up on the thief. Without thinking, and I should say that that phrase should be repeated a dozen times as I move through the telling of this story, I charged in on her, screaming and clapping my hands to scare her off. It worked, but only a little. This sow was surprised that I had chased her, but she wasn't scared. She dropped the deer and backed off a few yards, and I moved in and grabbed a leg to claim back what was rightfully mine. And then the bear charged. It was a full-on bull charge with teeth popping. Just like the way 
you see in the in the movies. Like a gorilla charges. And she came all the way into about 10 feet and stopped. I dropped the deer and I leveled the gun right at her forehead. And I warned her, I will kill you. I said, get back. I'm trying to, you know, have a conversation with this bear. And it worked. Took some convincing, but she finally backed up a few steps. And I took a hold of the deer and started dragging again. But I didn't get far before she hit me with another charge. And I met it with the same defense I had the first time and got the same result. And on my third try, I moved away with the deer with a little greater sense of urgency. For uh, a few frightening seconds, I feared I was, I was lost out there in the Pocosin, in the thick tangle of bay and sweetbriar with this crazed bear. But then I could see the pines where I'd started from and I knew my escape route. And I went as fast as I could. Faster than I would have been humanly possible without all the fear and adrenaline that it was coursing through my system. I made it back to the road, exhausted. But it wasn't where I'd gone in to the thicket. I looked down. My truck was about 100, 200 yards away. So I looked around for the bear, and I couldn't find it. Never saw it or heard it. And I decided to leave the deer. Remember, I'm exhausted. Run down there and grab my truck and drive up so I could load it up. Well, I got about halfway to the truck, and I looked back to where I'd started, and sure enough, that bear was standing over my deer. I thought to myself, no way. We've come too far for this. So back I ran, back into the breach, yelling and clapping my hands. And this time, the bear just stood there watching, and then she charged me again. Another standoff. And then I was running down the middle of the road, dragging my deer. You know that movie, The Terminator, where Arnold Schwarzenegger is following Sarah Connors? And he's chasing her, but he's not running. He's just walking purposefully. Well, that's how this bear was chasing me. So the bear's tracking me at a comfortable distance, but it's pretty terrifying. And I'm dragging this deer down the middle of the road. I get to the truck and I slide the doe underneath the tailgate. And the bear's still coming still advancing and she comes around that first driver's side tire as I slam the door and I start leaning on the horn wah, 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 wah. and she stops and she backs up and I jump out I fish the deer out from underneath the truck throw it up into the bed of it jump back in and I take off as fast as I can I drove about a mile and finally, I pulled over, kind of caught my breath, gathered myself together. I was like, all right, I think I can go home now. Well, I turned the truck around, started driving back the way I came. And I swear to you, as I was driving, I could see that black spot standing in the middle of the road. And it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that bear was just standing there watching me. So I took that truck up to about 60 miles an hour, and as I passed her, maybe two feet off the driver's side, the horn again, and uh, I watched her. She never moved. She never tried to get out of the way. It was like Cujo, man. As I'm driving away, I can just see that black spot getting smaller and smaller 
and smaller and smaller. I got back to camp, unloaded the deer, told my buddies that night over a campfire, and they thought that was the coolest story they'd ever heard, but they also thought I was the stupidest person they'd ever heard of. Well, I had a problem that I, I didn't tell you in the beginning of the story, and that's that I left my tree stand back there. Never went back in to get it. So that night I convinced one of my buddies to go back with me the next morning to retrieve my, my climbing stand. And we got there maybe at 8, eight o'clock, started heading to the woods, all tactical. It was like SEAL Team 6. He's got my six. I've leveled the gun, looking around, thinking any moment this bear is going to jump out of the woods. About 50 feet from where my stand was, I started seeing pieces of it laying on the ground. And then I got to the tree and saw that the bear had been there during the night and taken out her frustration on my tree stand and completely destroyed it. Ripped the seat out, tore up all the cables. So I gathered that thing up and slung it on my back and kind of very sadly stumbled out of the woods with that thing clanging, pieces falling off. We got out of there, but uh, I never I never hunted in that spot again, and I can tell you that I really never never hunted at Pocosin Lakes National Wildlife Refuge again. And that's my story. Hope you like it. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, a mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.